to IP over coffee, your weekly coffee break where you will learn about the fun part of intellectual property rights. I'm Alena Kapachova and I am Maria Gomez and we are the host of the podcast. In this coffee break, we will provide you with some tips and tricks about intellectual property rights on top of interesting legal cases. Grab your coffee, tea or drink of preference and let's start. Hello, Maria. How are you today? Very good, Elena. How are you? All good as well. Today we're having an interesting topic uh, that uh, would be interesting for not just our young listeners, but also people from the very beginning of the internet age. Kind of. I actually think that probably our youngest listeners may not know about yes. the Pirate Bay. The Pirate Bay, that's a big, big name that was everywhere in the news yes. um, around 10 years ago, maybe a bit more. No, yeah, around 10 years ago, because the legal case started in 2009. Yes. A bit more than 10 yes, years. Yes, exactly. And the case is about internet and uh, copyright law. Yes, um, so, what yeah. is the Pirate Bay, Elena? The Pirate Bay was a website uh, founded by a few uh, guys from Sweden mm-hmm. who wanted to distribute the content freely without any limitations to their friends and not just friends, for to anyone. Yeah, I mean, the Pirate Bay still is yeah. a website. You can still find it. We don't recommend you to go there, but you can still find it. And uh, I think the idea behind this was more like They were connecting it with freedom of speech, but I think Mm -hmm. it should have been connected more with freedom of information because there was this idea of free access to information, no matter what kind of information. They would include documents, films, music, books, all types of information. Yeah, usually when people mentioning uh, the Pirate Bay, they usually think about uh, getting access for free to videos, to movies or to music. Yes, yeah. because it was used for that mainly. Before mm-hmm. the Pirateway, there were other peer-to-peer uh, platforms. So they connect different people online that they would share music. That was before like Napster. But the Pirateway had a very specific thing is that they allowed with this torrent uh, software that you will download your software and you will look for these torrents that will find these files in pieces in different computers you will have access to bigger files because they were divided in smaller files yeah. that you could download. And you could download it from computers from other users, basically. Yes. So very unique technology. Yes. And uh, the technology was used, uh, yeah, was very popular. Yeah, the technology was not created by them. The mm-hmm. technology was already there. They just used it for this new, new use was actually getting all this information. And I think it's interesting because at that time, part of the discussion of is this illegal or not is they were not hosting the content on the on website. Their, yes, on their service, but just creating a platform where this uh, access and connecting users, users with each other. Yes, so it was kind of indexing the information mm-hmm. so you could find it if you were searching for it. Yeah. Uh, and what was the issue there then? Well, they market themselves quite aggressively against Mm -hmm. the industry, in this case, Hollywood. And they were bragging openly about the content they had. Yes, because pirates. And uh, using this big logo of the pirate ship Mm -hmm. um, and saying that you can have access for free here because we are 
revolutionaries here, kind of. Yes. But is it really for free, the access? Because you can also download malware in your computer without knowing what you're downloading. Yeah, many people actually didn't really know what consequences could be for your PC if you download something for free from Mm -hmm. the internet, including from someone else, torrents. Because, of course, their system is more or less anonymous, and anyone can connect and... uh, uh, upload the files that could be then picked up by anyone. Yeah, they they would use yeah. proxies. So this technology allows you, it's like a bridge between you and the internet. Uh, and that's why they will keep their identity more mm-hmm. or less safe. But, but yeah, when you download these kind of files, you don't know if you're breaching your own cybersecurity, you're downloading content that you're not looking for, like malware, viruses, or even just something that you were not really looking for. Yes, exactly. So that's uh, uh, kind of our free um, access to information was pretty good idea, but still implemented in a, in a very controversial way. Yeah, it was very political at the time. We need to actually put a bit of focus in the fact that at that time, the technology was very disruptive. There was a mm-hmm. time that... We were changing the consumer behavior because people were not looking to buy, for example, the whole CD of music. They just wanted to have that specific Specific song song. or uh, people didn't want to spend 20 euros to go to the cinema. They wanted to have access at home and we didn't have the platforms we have nowadays. So we need to also put some... Uh, environment around this yeah, yeah. because that, that there's why, a lot of change. Exactly. That's why it was so attractive for, especially for young people to get access, uh, instant access to videos and movies and music. So, of course, that was very popular. Of course, then a lot of legal questions were raised right, yeah, uh, yeah, in the absolutely. community, especially is it was it really all right to share the content for free? Yeah. And this case got into the legal Swedish system because the media producers were not Mm -hmm. happy about the situation. So they went straight to Sweden and they initiated the legal, uh, the legal proceedings. So in 2009, there was the first decision from the district court of Stockholm. Later, there was an appeal because they were actually found guilty of copyright infringement. And we will explain how. And of course, the appeal later was uh, appealed again and went to even the Swedish Supreme Court. But the discussion in Sweden, as a big discussion was, is this really a copyright infringement? Because at that time, sharing files from your computer, yes, was mm-hmm. a breach of copyright because you were offering the yeah, files. But, but creating a platform to facilitate this exchange was something new was not even written directly in in the the law was not part of the copyright infringement was not part of what we considered communication to the public which is an economic right that is part of Mm -hmm. copyright and at that time the decision was mainly political it was like okay Mm -hmm. we see the technology is going this way and people not hosting the content can still be liable for copyright infringement. Because they're helping. So that was the idea. If you facilitate copyright infringement, then you are infringing the copyright. And this was so new from a legal perspective. Yes, now this rule is very basic for all hosting providers or for all 
um, platforms that uh, facilitate this access. Of course, but the, uh, the legislation evolved since of that course. time. So we have a safe, uh, so-called uh, safe harbor um, provision for hosting providers that they are not liable as soon as they know about illicit content and they yeah. remove it. So a lot of this, but this discussion initially started with the Pirate Bay case. Yeah, exactly. The thing is that this case was in Sweden, so it was national law, mm-hmm. but it became European when, uh, in a completely different case, in the Netherlands, the, how can you pronounce this association? <laughs> yeah, this is a Stichting Brain. Stichting Brain went to against uh, the internet service providers Seagull and XS for all, and they wanted to stop uh, block access to the Pirate Bay for the users of these internet service providers that were actually going to the Pirate mm-hmm. Bay. And this is when the question was raised in an European level, and when the European Court of Justice answered saying, okay, facilitating access to this infringement, to these copyright files, is communication to the public, so it's an infringement of copyright law. Before, it was not European law, it was just national Mm -hmm. Swedish law. What would it mean for all uh, platforms or websites who, who would like to do something like that? Well, if you want to facilitate copyright infringements, think twice because it's not a very wise idea for your business or your own personal life, because you can actually get into a criminal offense. Yes, and it's important to mention that copyright infringement are usually uh, associated with civil law cases, Mm. with the more damages and some fines maybe. But actually, if the amount of damage is high enough, they could lead even to criminal proceedings, and people can be charged with the criminal uh, in a criminal law case yeah. and go to jail. What happened actually to the Pirate Bay Yeah, founders? the four members of the Pirate Bay ended up in prison in Sweden. Yes, though that was very, uh, yeah. There, there's very a lot of case. critics online. You can read a lot of documents talking about how this was a political decision. But we must mention, and I think it's interesting to mention that the Pirate Bay brought into the picture of copyright protection the users, the point of view of the consumers of the copyright products, because before that it was industry, uh, legal... um, The government. The government or the parliament and creators as part of the industry. And the users were never a stakeholder in the discussion. And now they are. Now they are. And uh, there are even uh, initiatives in the European Parliament where they really are trying to protect users' interests online and to protect uh, also access to copyrighted content, for example. Yeah. So that was um, in that case basically led to some good consequences in the end. Well, the thing is that due to this uh, case, the Pirate Bay, it became very, very popular all around Europe at least. Uh, everyone started discussing about copyright law. Everyone started realizing what copyright protection was. And how copyright laws should be adjusted to the internet age as well. Well, that's still (laughs) a discussion ongoing. It's still ongoing. (laughs) But but the technologies are evolving so so fast. Uh, with the, an internet speed improved in yes. just in 10 years significantly. Of course, um, the consume, uh, consumption of copyrighted content has changed. Yes. So now we don't need even to download these torrents. 
No, because, and you don't. And yeah. actually now you, you might not want to obtain the, the data and store yeah. it in your files. You just want to see it. Because um, now the streaming services are all really there. good. Yeah, you yes. don't need to have the files on your PC, and you don't want to download any <laughs> malware, any virus, or have the risk of getting any of these malware or viruses on your computer. Instead, you prefer to pay a subscription to Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, HBO. There's so many. And have me. an easy access to everything you want to see. And at the time you want to see, because to watch it, because you come tired from studying or working, and you just want to put the TV, you have a smart TV connected, or you have and a normal TV connected. And it's pretty affordable, so it's it, exactly. nothing to compare it with buying a, a DVD that those time yes. for a movie that you watched only once. That's the thing, at that time you still had to uh, buy the CDs, or there were some, there were some networks becoming to create these kind mm -hmm. of like... Uh, type of blockbuster services that you would mm -hmm. rent the film online yeah, or you yeah. would buy it. But still, the price was kind of high for what the market was demanding. So we need the technology is never the problem. It's how we use it, but the technology is going to be disruptive and we need to adapt. It's, there's no other way. <laughs> That's true. But are this, uh, the, uh, the Pirate Bay still on? Uh, still you people using it? How, how this uh, case is affected, uh, <laughs> the existence of that? The Pirate Bay still exists. Uh, the main website is the dot, the one ending in .org, but I don't know if it was uh, if it's that yeah, popular it's anymore. anymore. So here we are going to the discussion about the um, internet is... Uh, has no limits. And as soon as uh, one domain name is blocked yeah. to, to register and to another domain name takes just a uh, second, few minutes. Yeah, because that was the, if I'm not wrong, that was the, um, the strategy from the uh, media industry trying yeah. to block domains, Yes, right? exactly. And even in 2016 in Sweden, uh, the Stockholm court ruled in favor uh, of the prosecutor against the registry uh, that the domain names, the piratebay.se and piratebay.se, so Swedish domain names uh, that were associated with the Pirate Bay, they were uh, actually transferred uh, as property to the yes. state. Of um, Sweden, yeah. Yes, and it cost quite a lot and it was a legal proceeding. And next day, just after that, the Pirate Bay became available again through the new domain names registered in other jurisdictions like .la, .am, .jd. I don't even yeah. know this small countries, perhaps. <laughs> That's the thing. So nowadays we have many different um, TLDs, which is like the ending, top, yeah, top, top level, level domains, yeah. is the ending of the, the, the domain names. And there are so many. And you can register the website in so many different jurisdictions that is 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 impossible to just to remove shut down them. one domain name and then. I mean, you can yeah. go and make that kind of guacamole war and go one mm -hmm. after the other, but you need to go to the root of the problem. If you are just shutting down domains, yes, you get smaller. You win small battles, but mm -hmm. later you need to go for the big real situation. And rather than just go fighting, maybe it's wiser 
to have easier access, right? And or to understand why the problem is yeah. there initially. Yeah, exactly. Understand why is there a need for users yes. to go here to have this easy access to some nice content. Yeah. And uh, actually, in the Netherlands, there was another interesting uh, court decision uh, one year ago uh, that Lelystad Court uh, ruled that the hosting providers should uh, block, must block their uh, Pirate Bay proxy and mirror websites. Hmm. What is interesting about this decision... What is a mirror website? Because we haven't <laughs> explained, because maybe yeah. someone is listening and they don't know what a mirror website is. Yeah, the mirror website is basically uh, the website copying all the content from the initial one, but hosted on a different, yeah, associated with a different domain name. Yeah, so it's a copy-paste, yeah. but with a different name. Huh? Yes, and maybe hosted even with the same uh, infrastructure. But uh, yeah. on the internet, everything can be arranged very easily and moved from country to country with more, well, I would say, not so strict rules. <laughs> and not even countries, some of these TLDs, so... Yeah. Yeah. Top-level domains are not uh, are As, not controlled by countries. Yes, yes, controlled by by private uh, registries. Yes, actually. and different yeah. institutions. Yeah. So what's interesting about this court decision that uh, the court granted a so-called dynamic uh, blockade, which mm-hmm. means that um, uh, the Stichten Brain again, <laughs> our Very uh, party here, <laughs> protecting copyright owners, they can. Uh, request updates to this list and add new domains as soon as they become available. So mm. basically not going through this legal proceeding again and uh, spending more money and time, but to simply add these uh, new popping up uh, domain names to block them. So, so that's, that's, that's kind of decision that could uh, help. That's regard. like one court order for taking them down all. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, one yeah. for all. <laughs> For all in the future as well. Yeah, uh, I think it's quite unique. Uh, it's practice. very unique. It's very unique. A recent. Yes, just yes. Uh, it was a last, last week, year. Right? Last, last, ah, last year, year, 2020. Yeah. So let's see how it will work. Um, and but still, as we mentioned, uh, the main idea is here to understand why this there is such a need to access the content and here we can jump uh, into to, the tips, the tips and tricks. Yes, let's go to the tips. Great. So one of the tips that we have actually mentioned uh, during the episode and we think is really, really important is understand that the technology is not the problem, but it's how we use it. Yeah. So don't blame the technology because this has happened sometimes in these endless discussions in the European Parliament to block the torrent technology. Not only block or we should fight against 3D printing, we should fight. No, the technology is not the problem. It's how you use it. So if you need to regulate, understand what you are regulating, but stop blaming into the technology technology because that's going to keep on going. Technology will evolve uh, anyway, right? And thanks to technology, we can keep on developing our systems and improve our society. So technology is not the devil here, please. Yes, exactly. And uh, speaking about the domain names uh, online, uh, just fighting against uh, specific domains doesn't solve the problem. It's a shortcut. (laughs) Yes. It might stop some illegal use, but to solve uh, the problem, you need to go to the root and uh, to understand how you can uh, make your content attractive, for example. So users would think... uh, would rather choose the legal content, which is 
easier and cheaper, more affordable and safe. Yes, because we have to consider that this illegal content is not that cheap if it can destroy your computer oh, yes. because you got a virus inside or a malware. you're always risking. You don't know where you're exactly. downloading from. So it's rather better to have good amount of legal content available, accessible, and for an affordable price. So I think right now we are in the, having in the correct path. Yeah. And what is really interesting is to see that some new generations don't even know the, what the part yeah, is. Yeah, they never use it. Yeah. Because what they know are subscription-based services as Spotify or even YouTube now has a subscription. Netflix. And they Netflix. do have a lot of free content online that is legal. Mm -hmm. And they have the content on social media, on different platforms. So it's interesting to make... If you're a content creator and you want your content to be legally used then go for the legal uh, platforms, use them for your benefit and make it accessible for your users. Yeah. They can find you and in a good quality. No one wants to watch a film or yeah. a video <laughs> that is lacking and stopping because the quality is terrible. They, you don't know how many times have been reproduced and some information has been lost in all these processes. So it's better to actually make the extra effort of offering a great service legally and maybe yeah charging a price of course but the price being realistic and accessible yes i totally agree here with you and we will talk more about uh, protecting creators rights in our future episodes and uh, here we would like to thank you for your attention and we hope you have enjoyed the episode thank you for listening to this episode We share our notes on our website, ipovercoffee.com. Check it out if you want to learn more. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram as ipovercoffee. By the way, this podcast gives general information and cannot be considered as legal advice. Did you like this episode? Please subscribe and leave your feedback. We would love to hear from you. New episode next Monday. <laughs>